1: We're
0: almost superstars. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me here again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald. This is my host show, Living Fearlessly, with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership shifted in 45 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. And what I'm going to do, as I always do before I turn it over to unscripted dialogue, is I'm just going mag- to mention a little bit about Murray, given how expansive the listenership is for my program. So who is Murray Newland? Well, what I can tell you about Murray is that he is FRSA, is an entrepreneur, invest advisor and speaker. He is founder of ChattyPeople.com, a chatbot builder, and Cited.com, an online invoicing company based in Palo Alto, just south of San Francisco. Newlands is also an advisor for Nexus Network, a things fund that invests in IoT companies. He advises entrepreneurs and startups on various subjects from funding to growth strategies. Newlands received a Bachelor of Laws and is qualified as a lawyer. He gained his green card by being recognized by the U.S. government As an Alien of Extraordinary Ability. Newlands is the author of Online Marketing, a User's Manual, published by John Wiley & Sons. He contributes to Forbes and Entrepreneur.com. So Murray, I want to thank you very much for taking time to schedule for joining myself and the listeners here today on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. How are you?
1: I'm very good, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the show and uh, for everyone for listening.
0: Well, it's wonderful to have you, and as people who are loyal listeners here, I'm quite selective with who I choose to bring on radio, and for me, the essential ingredient, the core ingredient uh, that really appeals to me for bringing people on and seeking people like yourself onto my show is people who have just embodied what it is to step up and play a bigger game, like people who throw their own talents and passions, and for what they momentously hone every single day, it's truly paying it forward and being of service to other people, and clearly, no what you're good at and knowing what your passions are, it's really sharing your gifts with the rest of the world. So I want to say kudos to you. Great job and thank you for being a part of the planet here.
1: Thank you. Um, you might hear in the background and, and apologize, I have a, a, a nine-week-old daughter who I is... Know. Uh,
0: Congratulations. That's thank amazing. Thank you very
1: much, who is a huge part of my life uh, at every moment. Uh, yes. Somehow seems to bring herself into every single moment of my life, including uh, <laughs> being interviews, etc., and uh and it, yesterday was uh uh a day. Um she slept well, uh woke up well and and, and had a had a happy, happy time. Today uh today she uh is, is seems a little grumpy in the morning, but uh <laughs> life of an entrepreneur is about uh is about uh trying to balance life and uh and work life. So what yeah. it would be a great topic to talk about today is um uh the, the two startups which I have uh launched and I want to share about launching those startups uh with your uh with your listeners because um, I've learned a lot through the launch of those two startups mm-hmm. and um and how they're part of my uh process and my progress and I think there's some some really solid lessons that um and I can share
0: fantastic well share away I'd love to hear more
1: so I uh have been since I was a lawyer, I have been running a marketing business since I was 23, and I've been working in business and marketing ever since. And my more recent progression was uh, when I found out you could get a green card to move to America as an alien of extraordinary ability. I set up a blog about marketing and business, which became successful. It got me my book deal, Geeks Around the World, and uh, and led to uh, many different consulting uh outcomes, which which wasn't um, the original reason, which wasn't expected when I started it, but has led to some um, fantastic outcomes. Now, I mean, as part of my, my journey and um, my progression is that uh, a couple of years ago, I thought that it would be great, apart from providing services, to also have some um, products and product companies. So, a friend, I uh, launched a hosting company, which we managed to build... And we managed to sell. It sold for for an okay sum. It wasn't it wasn't amazing. We were great at marketing it. We didn't have a great product. And then we built a uh, online invoicing company. grew grew very nicely. And then I was bought out of that. Uh, but all of the time with both those projects, I realized they weren't really in the marketing space. And then last summer, I was planning to buy a, a, a marketing uh, company. And they didn't, and they fell through. And then I ended up buying a, um, some, some technology for an online invoicing company, and I've been growing that company. And that startup is um, is doing well. Uh, it's getting lots of businesses sign up. It has revenue, um, and uh, I say that uh, that it, it's it's seeing some success. But then uh, at Christmas this year, I decided that. Um, uh, the uh, chatbot space uh, would be was really interesting and something I really wanted to uh, tackle and have a look at. And um, actually, my original thoughts were that uh, it would be great to have a chatbot. And, and a, so, a chatbot is um, when you're when you're on uh, uh, Facebook, mm-hmm. for example, and you can you can send messages back and forth with Facebook messages. I'm sure you do with your friends and yeah. colleagues and, and business partners, and you use it for different types of things. And then also if a fact if a, facebook, if a company has a brand and they have a facebook page for their brand they can have um, you can chat you can send chat messengers with your uh with the brand well you can just send conversation back and forth and they can have a person answer it but uh facebook more recently opened up the fact that um, the brand um, or anyone can um, have that chat uh texting relationship chat relationship with uh, the brand or with a facebook page mm-hmm. but those those conversations can now um be automated and the benefits so the downside is that uh if if they're not could be a robot speaking to you when you think it's speaking to a human the upside the upside to that is you can give a you, they can be a lot more valuable to users mm-hmm. so for example you can um with a chatbot it's possible to uh provide the answers to frequently asked questions. It's possible to have up-to-date weather information, for example, that can be relayed back. So if you were, if um, an airline had a chatbot, you could ask the chatbot what they're like in the city, you could ask it about flight times, you can even book your flight through the chatbot. So there is a, you could think of the chatbots as potentially nefarious, Mm -hmm. uh, but actually they can provide huge uh, value. So, Um, I uh did a deal with Take Me and I've I created a um, a website called Chatty People which enables anyone to make a chat bot um, for their uh, business, for their brand, um, and you have to uh for their Facebook page. Now you can use it for an existing Facebook page, but also people have made chat bots for new Facebook pages and their Q and A, um their selling products and services is a whole business. So, if you're familiar with building websites, there's things like WordPress or Wix, we- uh, Weebly, which are website builders. Well, I have a bot builder, and I launched that uh, recently, and um, it's it's free to start off with. Anyone can go in, make a bot to try it out, see if. It's, um, my feeling is that ten years ago, every business needed a website. Mm-hmm. Uh, three years ago, every bu- business needed an app, and now every business will need a bot. Uh, and so i've i've gone into the i have a business which helps people um which helps people make bots and uh and but what's interesting is that um whereas with online invoicing and the hosting there are businesses that i can make successful because i've been in the um, marketing business and this is a tool for marketing companies and marketing people it very much more aligns with my general life journey which mm-hmm. is uh, uh writing about marketing being amongst having connections in the marketing space and so um the number of uh business opportunities that I've got out of um I launched it uh 2 weeks ago and already I've been asked three, uh, 2 or 3 weeks ago already be to keynote at different conferences um speak at different events I've got a huge amount of more coverage more interest and i think that's and i'm much more interested in it and i think that's really a life lesson that's worth mm-hmm. sharing that if you're going to start something new even if it's a new technology or a new project it's much more likely that you're going to be much more successful if you're able to start a project uh, uh, which which somehow fits within the um, realm of interest and the realm of connections and the realm of business that you're already in um, and, and with where you're going for a longer time. So that sort of comes to then a couple of things, which is which is kind of know where you're overall, where you're going, mm-hmm. and have some kind of path to that, and and have some kind of continuity. But then also to do projects uh, within the path of what you're and um, and have that overall flow and. Be be prepared to... Yeah, definitely be prepared to take up up to opportunistic um, times. Mm-hmm. But it's been very interesting for me to see um, just the, the the difference in the opportunity for success and the difference in the uh, take-up uh, and the amount of press coverage I've been able to get and the number of business contacts I've been able to get given uh, given the different project. And I think that that... that um, is a lesson that I have learned and I think um, I've seen other people learn that lesson and Mm -hmm. it's well worth sharing.
0: Well, I want to say a couple of things. I have a question. So, first of all, congratulations to you on all your success. Uh, clearly, you're you're very progressive. You're very ahead of the curve, and you're very well apt to look at trends. So, when you cite that, you know, ten years ago, for people who were business owners, people who were entrepreneur, anybody anybody who had a service, the way in which to go was to definitely upload and have. Uh, a social media presence for a website then it was as you mentioned an app now you're talking about chatbot and marketing for for that specifically so what i'll say is you know because i i want to make this um I want to make what we're talking about in a way like very specific to what you're talking about. This is what you do. This is the world that you live in. And these are things that you're obviously very clearly successful at and very passionate about. But in terms of kind of breaking it down in concepts. So for people who aren't necessarily in the marketing world per se, but they're very savvy, uh, they're very visionary, they're very progressive. Uh, but they don't necessarily have the wherewithal that you're able to advance your stuff. and it, it just so happens that you're very, I think, in my opinion, fortunate that your skill set, your strengths, and your passions are very much aligned with the things that need to be kind of essential ingredients to launch any type of business successfully. So I think you're very fortunate in that regard, but for people who are of a business mindset for people who are also innovators and creators, um, you know, what do you say to them in terms of kind of catching up to speed and not kind of get or feeling uh, discouraged by some of these things that you're talking about that might be seemingly over their head? How do we make this whole conversation and what you do in terms of assisting other people with their yes. own business, how, how do we merge that for people who don't quite share your skill set?
1: Yes, thank you uh, for for grounding me. I would say that um, I would say that I've launched a lot of very unsuccessfuls, and I've tried many projects which are very unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. And people who know me uh, would say, ask me what I'm doing now. And, um, and, and projects that go on and they, and I tell them about those ongoing projects, but I also have lots of projects that I try and fail. And what I would say is that, um, for example, let's say you're in a job and you're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, um, and you're looking at what are you going to say, start something Mm -hmm. and, and, and expect that it's going to fail because most businesses, most projects, most ideas fail Mm -hmm. and do it within the resources that you, have that you can afford to uh, look. saying most businesses will fail and most of those investments will fail but by having those projects that fail or don't succeed in the way that you expect them to, to succeed you learn mm-hmm. and um and doing many years projects that uh, have not worked has taught me about the things that do work and has taught me uh uh what to work and has also by trying those projects, I have learned and developed different skill sets as well as, um, developing different, uh, contacts with different groups of people. Mm-hmm. And by trying those projects, um, I've been able to pick up those skill sets. So the, the, for me, the, the thing to, to try it, um, not be afraid to, um, that it might not work. Mm-hmm. And not be afraid to say, okay, um, I'm going to try this. This is what I expect. Give it a go. And if you have many different things, many different ideas. You might try one thing and realize it's not going to work. Um, but what can you learn from that? What skills did you get? What contacts did you get? And really keep trying at that. And then once you have something that works, uh, uh, keep developing that. Um a lot of people. That the easiest thing to do is to start with um, to start with consulting, mm-hmm. move from your job to consulting, um, learning to run a business, learning about cash flow, learning about value, learning about valuing yourself, and how to do business deals. Mm-hmm. Um, for for a lot of people, is a uh, huge um, huge endeavor in itself. Um, one thing, one of my the key takeaways I learned very early on from that was that. Good customers generally are good customers, and bad customers are generally bad customers. Um, In that, uh, customers who would do on price and make you do lots of work for free uh, are generally always going to do that. So, just Mm -hmm. uh, just. Whereas there are other people who are um, much more simple and straightforward to deal with, and it's always it's always psychologically you want to try and build customers and make them happy and. Uh, But those customers who are difficult to work with are generally difficult to work with. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's kind of the same with then starting other ventures. Uh, You'll start ventures, sometimes uh, they'll succeed and take off. And often those that that succeed and take off in unexpected ways are likely to take off in unexpected ways. And those that that are a struggle can be a struggle. Now, sometimes it's worth um, carrying on and persisting with some of those projects. But mm-hmm. oftentimes the ones that take off are the ones you really want to, uh, jump on. But unless you throw out, uh, starting 10 different projects, you're not going to get the one that succeeds. In fact, like there's a, a, a G about sales. Um, if, if one in 10 or one in 20, uh, uh, um, sales meetings relate uh, re, um, results in a, uh, a sale, every mm-hmm. time you get a no, you're closer to the uh, one that says yes. And it's kind of like that with, uh, with startup projects. You need to do several, um, build, try several partnerships, uh, partner with different people. Some of them will work. Some of them won't, but unless you, uh, unless you try it, unless you keep trying it, you get to that one that succeeds and be each time you, uh, just like with sales, each time you try and sell something to someone who isn't going to buy it, you learn, uh, uh, they know. And you learn what they want uh-huh. and it's more likely to be a, a better outcome. So for those of you who aren't entrepreneurs yet or who, who maybe are just starting or struggling, I would say, um, I would say like it's as much about the skill set that you learn and, and also not just the skill set you learn, but, um, uh, learning the process of learning new skill sets. Uh, in, in itself is uh, something that's super valuable. Get mm-hmm. out of uh, out of doing
0: this. Well, let me ask you a couple things here, Marie. So I had two simultaneous thoughts that came to me. So I'll try to juggle them and not lose them as I'm asking the first question. So when we look and we we parallel a lot of what you've just said and your work style and and your mindset. If we parallel that, say with a Gary Vaynerchuk. Um who is a serial entrepreneur and is very good at what he does. He's very savvy and he's always got his hands in a million different pots. Um, now one thing I agree, which is common knowledge for anybody who follows him is that he is the first to say, I don't focus on my weaknesses, I focus on my strengths and I maximize them to the hilt. Now, do you do you share in that sentiment that that's what differentiates perhaps a successful entrepreneur, um, unsuccessful or a struggling entrepreneur in terms of the the distribution of time that perhaps is allotted to further honing one's skills, knowing that they definitely are skills and strengths versus. Uh, conversely trying to spread yourself then with bringing the weaknesses or the challenges up to par with the so-called strengths or do you just go gangbusters with the strengths and the skill sets
1: I mean I'm not sure about people um, Mm -hmm. but certainly for myself um, there are many things that I'm I'm fortunate enough to be good at Mm -hmm. Uh, And there are lots of things that I'm horrible at. And uh, I think, um, obviously, as a child at school, they try and give you uh, as many things. um, uh, You you try try and get up to speed with the basics. At the end of the day, if you're an English major, you you, you might never be good at math. Um, And certainly, in order to run an, an enterprise, you need to have many skills. But you wouldn't ask someone in the accounts department to design a brochure and you wouldn't ask someone who is a graphic designer to, um, uh, organize the server or to write the code. Mm -hmm. And, um, I very much follow that in that, yes, I try and really try and focus on what my, um, strengths are while recognizing what my weaknesses are and hiring people, mainly freelancers to fill in the gaps. Uh, where I there's stuff that I can't do. Because if you're str- constantly spending your time uh, doing things that you're struggling with, then you're never going to be successful at them. And also, you're not going to be happy. Whereas okay. if you're able to spend your time uh, focusing on using the skills that you're good at, you're going to master those. You're going to have much more value to yourself um, and to other people And whether it's you end up um, working with someone else's um, uh, business or wherever it is, they're going to want to hire someone who's great at a skill. And you (laughs) want to be great at a skill that that's huge. Because even if you're only great at one uh, skill that has huge value, um, you can deliver that skill, whether it's in your own product or whether it's as a service or as a company um, on behalf of the business, generating that value. And you can always find other people who are great with their uh, skill and you can pay for that skill, um, in whether it's, if you're starting off, it's a, maybe it's a trade or maybe, maybe um, you, like, if you're a great, but you need a writer and the writer needs a great developer, you can trade, you can pay each other, you can pay each other lower rates because you help each other with different things. There are okay. many, many different ways to, uh, to use your skill in order to have phenomenal value uh, for what you're doing. So, um, yeah, I would definitely say really focus on what you're good at and become amazing at it. Find other people who are great at it, who can mm-hmm. also help you uh, share that. Um
0: Let's this, Murray. So if, if, I just want to revisit something you said uh, prior to kindly answering that question. So thank you for that insight. I really appreciate that, as I know the listeners do and will as well. Okay. Um, but when you had mentioned or you had indicated, uh, you know, the importance in your opinion and in your experience of embarking upon, say, for example, 10 things at once, knowing that from a ratio percentage standpoint that not all 10 things are going to be successful. But if you want to endeavor to continue to do something along like business and being entrepreneur, then maybe out of those 10 things, one takes off with no guarantee of which one those things might be. So my question to that is for somebody who's already, you know, it's just to step into uh, for example, they're at the beginning stages yep. and they're doing it maybe from a baby step perspective. And again, at that stage, you don't, I mean, in all stages, we don't know what we don't know. So for somebody who perhaps, let's just say hypothetically, you know, they had a vision and that vision actually took two or three years to come to fruition before they took it to the next level of turning it into something where it's viable, it's public, it's out there. Uh, you know, you're actually declaring this as my service. Now, do you think, because, again, we all operate at different levels of self-confidence, self-awareness, uh, we have different skill sets, but for somebody who, you know, doesn't necessarily have 10 things uh, doesn't feel it's particularly in their best of the way in which they adapt, the way they learn, the way they execute, that they might actually be more inclined to fail right out of the gate if they do chop off too much uh, at once and not really honing something, putting all that focus and clarity uh, and perseverance and, and, and all that's required into making one thing, at least to start, uh, to make it tangibly successful. Like do you think if you, if you if you endeavor to do too much at once, the, the, the light fail across the board with all those 10 things using 10 as an example?
1: So what I would say is um, uh, there's only so many projects that you can deliver on at once. and, and this is a, 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 a really great piece of uh, a clarity uh on, on that. Um you can start ideas and you can try and see where those are. Um you don't have to uh complete the full project. So you can start putting out project ideas and see which ones take off, which ones are really interesting to different people. Mm-hmm. Um what I would say is if you're not good at taking that um taking uh rejection and taking that uh Push back. Find someone who is good at at doing effectively sales and getting no's and them to, uh, help you, uh, get those no's. Because I do see a lot of people, uh, failing with projects that they do work, that they work on for a very long time because they think they, they think something is a great idea. Mm -hmm. And then they spend, um, two or three years or longer making that thing. And then they take it to people, and it's not what people want, and it's been built in the wrong way. And there's a saying when you're releasing uh, products that no product survives its first meeting with uh, the customer. Um, and so, uh, what you what I try and do is have the um, minimal uh, product possible, and and start with and seeing if they're interested, and seeing if it's the right product. Because if it's not the right product, they'll tell you, and um, that's great research, and it's a great uh, great way to get knows. Um But unless you get actual feedback from from real potential users of the product, customers or users or whatever it is, you're never you're not going to know are you doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, other people could potentially copy your idea, but in most of the time, even if it won't. Mm-hmm. It is very rare that they uh, that it happens that someone just comes along and, and does it. And even if they might try and copy it, are they going to do it as well as you? Are they going to have the passion that you have for it? So what I would say is, um, is get ideas and take them to the market. You might have one idea for one product, but it might the product might be uh, might be formulated in four different ways, and push those four different ideas to the market uh to potential spot which one of those takes off and that way um that way if that's that could be four of your 10 projects but you'll very quickly see okay it a lot of them are the same but it's just the same way and you're you're taking those and seeing if they work and um or taking the same skill to the market um in in different ways and seeing who wants it in those different uh, uh facets mm-hmm. and you can go to different events and pres- uh, present different the same different the same kind uh but p- packaged in a different way as a different project or a different concept to different events and seeing what feedback you get so uh, when i would say 10 projects it might be the same similar skill set but repack my same thing repackaged um but but the main thing is that you're trying to trying those different ideas of different concepts uh, exploring them with different people and um and seeing what what really takes off and is exciting, yet some kind of um, interest back.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you for that. Now, as somebody who is a visionary, as somebody who is as uh, insightful in predicting trends, taking a look at what the niche market is, and knowing your demographic. Although you've already got so much going on right now, but knowing when we're talking about things such as technology, we're talking about things such as marketing and how apt things are to outgrow themselves very quickly where people are moving on to the next thing and people are already looking for the next thing that hasn't yet quite evolved, emerged or gone public. It's not public knowledge. So with your skill set being what it is, with you being in the marketing world, uh, being a non- um, what do you foresee... Like even the next year, what what do you think we're going to be faced with from not only a consumer standpoint but from an entrepreneurial standpoint? Anyone who's in business has to be progressive, who has to know what the competition perhaps is looking at uh, to stay one step ahead. So, do you do you foresee any new trends uh, coming about on the horizon even as soon as a year from now that people need for to Remain current and to remain progressive and tapped into the market.
1: Well, obviously, I'm uh, I'm uh, betting heavily on on bots. Um, we know that 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 um, that is. I'm well. I'm really predicting a lot that artificial intelligence AI um, mm-hmm. uh, will will be a big mover and shaker. We know that self driving cars are coming through AI. We know artificial intelligence. We know that. Uh, Microsoft, IBM, uh, Google are all uh, are all putting a big emphasis in that uh, direction. Um, so, I would look at those trends and see how that's going to affect uh, your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that um, there are fully autonomous self-driving cars driving around today mm-hmm. uh, on different the streets of different cities. There is massive pressure. Uber is having a uh, a PR disaster. Um, it needs something that's going to transform its its PR. Having an active, uh, real time, live, um, uh, self driving car customers in multiple cities would transform Uber's PR. I mm-hmm. would say it's like going to be pushing hard to make that happen within the next year because that will that will take it from. The hundred million dollar valuation, or five hundred fifty million dollar valuation, of whatever it has billion dollar valuation to being a trillion dollar company. Um, mm-hmm. The same with Lyft. The same with I believe uh, other companies are trying to do that. So what I would say is going to be interesting is you might say, well, self driving cars. Well, how does that? Happen? But uh, if you're, let's say, you're a bakery, um, self driving cars means that you potentially you could put your baked goods in a self driving car and have them. Um, delivered much more effectively around a city. Um, bakeries could affect uh, self-driving cars. Change florists. Um If you're uh, an event management company, having one of the problems with events is that you can really only have uh, events in one location because people are at that location. While self-driving cars, if you can organise them, means you can get people from uh, one wedding venue to another venue. 20 miles away easily without everyone getting lost because it's all pre-programmed so I would look at those much bigger trends such as self-driving cars and say how could that affect my business and where would my skill set fit within that much larger trend
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: and um, it's also uh, some people have done very well with Snapchat some people haven't now that Snapchat has had an IPO, it will be looking to evolve, I'm sure, incredibly fast as it's generated a lot more money, will hire a lot more people, won't be making much more sales. Uh, so I will look at those much bigger trends and see uh, how that's going to affect things. Obviously, the uh, healthcare industry is about to go through yet another upheaval. Um, mm-hmm. What is that going to mean for uh, different people um, and, and how is that going to relate to different things? So, um, one of um, my friend works for an app. It's called Doctor on Demand. It's a great app. You pay, I think it's forty dollars. A live Skype call with a doctor who can answer most questions. I know who can also give you a prescription. So if uh, if uh, healthcare services uh, become much more expensive, um, and there are services like that that are um, changing the way we get healthcare services. Um, you see that transforming the healthcare industry, but uh, many of your lessons will be in their service provision. What are similar uh, companies that are using uh, live video, uh, 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 self-driving cars to change the way that um, all of those services are delivered? With self-driving cars, you could have a self-driving truck. You could have a, a mobile doctor's uh, surgery in a truck that's thing that goes around the city and that stops different places and meets different patients, uh-huh. um without any human driver driving it, and just have the doctor in that. So there are many things like that that are going to change, and I think change within it. We we could because we because self-driving cars are a reality. Um, mm-hmm. All of those things are going to be a reality much faster than we think because of the trillions of dollars that are available. So. I would look at yes, you've got your there's, there are probably small innovations happening in your industry. Look at those much larger trends and say, okay, how do I how do I become uh, the key player in my uh, city or my town um, uh, that that takes advantage of uh, becomes a firm in taking advantage of those larger trends.
0: Excellent. Well let me ask you this then i mean there's always risk reward there's always uh you know there's there's always a whole plethora of things that need to be considered um, in terms of execution of it yeah. and so when we're talking about technology and we we see how that is very i mean it's very much a part of who we are now as a culture it's only going to continue to be as such um, we know that everybody's a bit for time, even though things are accelerated in terms of accessibility, downloads, uh, you know, just things really outside of the box as compared to 20 years ago in terms of, you know, Wi-Fi speed and all that kind of stuff. But what do you foresee outside of what already might be the current answer you might give me? But what do you foresee or project as being some of the downside towards some of these services uh, where there really truly is a demographic. there There is a target audience. There are, I mean, we're all consumers. So when you're talking about saving costs or expediting service or staying cutting edge, when you talk about the driverless uh, vehicles that can, you know, deliver flowers and uh, apps that could provide prescriptions and, and things of that nature, what do you think might be some of the, the projected downfall that go along with the benefits of the service that we haven't yet quite anticipated?
1: So yeah. I think that the, the or or, or have
0: or have an infrastructure in which to prepare for.
1: Yes, I think the real challenge is for people who uh, have great skills that they've developed over years um, that are very particular and really they've honed really well. That mm-hmm. where those skills become obsolete. And their skill has to has been to learn that one skill uh, really well. I think the thing is that um, as industries start to move fast, uh, part a lot large part of your value as a um, as a uh, person trying to add value and make money in the, in the market is going to be how you can. Uh, Ad- adopt new skills and learn new skills and if you're not someone who can um, who can learn skills part of your skill is going to be learning skills and if you can't learn skills fast and you can't adapt fast that's to cause uh, challenges also you're going to need to in order to be successful you're going to need to um, continually learn and continue to afford for, to afford to buy training to learn new skills fast. So, if you, uh, you, when you're thinking about how much money you're going to make in different sectors, you need to make enough money to cover several things, which is one is to be able to uh, do the new thing well, also, obviously, cover your costs, but you're going to have to factor in the cost of you learning new skills and you uh, getting that training. Um, in time to in the in the new market in that new opportunity uh, before that opportunity becomes saturated or, or actually goes away because those opportunities will come and go and at the same time uh, you've got to realize that that in between uh, there's going to be work time training time and in that training time either you're going to have to do it at nights and weekends or you're going to have to take time off to do that training. So you're going to have to make enough money to give yourself enough time to take time off to, uh, mm-hmm. to uh, do that study. And at the same time, obviously, you're going to be either, if you're lucky enough, you'll be doing that within a company who provide ongoing training. But if you're doing that for yourself, um, the uh, you're going to have to work out how do you still pay the mortgage. How do you, if there are times where Okay, let's say one month a year, you're going to have to be doing training. Well, during that one month a year, you still need to be paying your mortgage. You still need to be eating. Plus, you still need to be finding a way to, uh, save for a pension and retirement. Um, and if you think that's throughout your career, um, then that's uh, a lot of, uh, you need to ma- absolutely be able to maximize the time when you are making money so that you, uh, so you have the um, resources to, uh, Cope with the fact that the market's going to move really, really fast, and you're um, and you're able to uh, to meet those challenges. And that also comes back to finding something that you're that you really enjoy, so people will uh, reward you adequately for uh, for doing that. Um, uh, that's going to be really important.
0: Well, let me ask you this too. So, kind of. Uh, You know, dissecting a little bit of my initial question, you certainly answered it, uh, very beautifully and articulated it quite easily and nicely for myself and the listeners, which I appreciate. But if I kind of, if I, if I kind of deduce that a step further and I talk about any projected concerns on your, uh, that you foresee in terms of sometimes the pace of business uh, which could be very successful in many aspects, many regards. Whether you're talking your bottom line, whether you're talking about recustomers, whether you're talking about word of mouth and things just taking off. But I'm also looking and, and asking you if there's any concern uh, projected for uh, unforeseen concern on your part as to pace and success. If we're talking about by the dollar versus. Uh, the bedside manner like are we getting so are we getting so ahead of ourselves and so advanced uh, trying to keep up and trying to feed people what they need at an Excel pace that in some regards we're actually doing ourselves a disservice because it might be fostering less engagement less true connection less true face-to-face interaction because there's so many other ways in which to interface with other people which doesn't necessarily let personal touch do you know what I mean?
1: Yes, I think that um, increasingly we will see uh, already in the trend that um, certainly in America and and throughout most of the world that uh, the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. Correct. I I think and companies are meeting that uh, trend by providing businesses which have uh higher touch um higher uh levels of service for more valuable customers mm-hmm. and lower value of service and, and lower uh, t- um for our consumers with less um money. It's it's pure economics. Uh I think that um I think that trend will continue. I think uh, I mean let's very successful company. Um, they have Uber Pool. They have uh, a play in Uber, and they have uh, Uber Town cars and, and Uber, like uh, special Ubers for people who pay a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I think we'll we'll continue to see um, see that trend where yes, um, consumers with more money will get uh, much higher services, and consumers with less money will have. Um, uh, uh, less services. I think that there is a huge push, um, to try and use artificial intelligence to, uh, uh, provide much higher value, um, and, and better services to, uh, mass markets and less consumers. Um, but uh, yes, at the same time, uh, we're gonna see a, uh, we're definitely gonna see a much more fragmentation of the market with, um, much less personal and part from a human
0: um, mm-hmm.
1: to another human. Um, but I think there's going to be a huge push to try and get um, uh, machines to do that. How successful that's going to be, we'll have to see. Obviously, the company is able to produce amazing services um, for um, uh, every consumer uh, using um, uh, machines to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. Is going to be a hugely, hugely valuable business that a lot of people are going to uh, try to do and so are getting involved in that.
0: And so, do you think it's possible for when we're talking about artificial intelligence, when we're talking about robots, when we're talking about things that take away the human uh, ability to uh, navigate a service and its technology uh, primarily, you know, is the technology being not necessarily now, but is it is it is part of the blueprint for going forward to include to the degree that you can, because they're not, but humanistic qualities that don't lose the aspect and the, the, the relevance and the significance of soft skills. You know, because the, the, oftentimes people will go back uh, to a particular service um, as opposed to the competitor who also has something similar going yeah. on based on uh, the relationship that has been built up the rapport that's been built up um, intelligence technology can somehow harness uh, to the degree that that's even possible uh, the humanistic aspect that makes people want to throw their dollars or throw their time and energy towards somebody who's offering more of a humanistic relationship a more uh, individualistic type rapport interactional rapport
1: I definitely think there'll always be a space for, uh, uh people who can offer a, uh, a personal rapport and people will pay for that is going to be a super valuable skill. But let me also give you some other, um, other things to think about with that. Uh, self, since, um, uh, Tesla introduced uh, its, uh, its driver assist, I think their, uh, their statistics were that there was a 4% reduction in, um, In accidents, so I would rather be in a self-driving car, which probably has no accidents, than a a human-driven car that has potential to have accidents. Uh, We hear horrific pilots being taken off planes because they were drunk too much, Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'd rather be in a plane that I knew would had no pilot error than I would uh, have a a, be in a plane that has a pilot pilot. when I qualified as a lawyer many years ago, uh, then a few days later, I was going to see the dentist. And I thought, I'm now a professional. And and supposing I have a bad day and I have a hangover and I'm at work and I, I, I do a bad job. I, I I was looking up at my dentist chair, looking up at my dentist who was about to put a drill in my mouth. And thought, I hope they haven't had an argument with a spouse and I hope they don't have a hangover. Um, so there are also going to be many, many things that... Um, uh, while it's great to have a, uh, a potentially plus, there are going to be many, many things that we're, we're going to feel blessed to have a, uh, a, Good point. a, a computer that has less errors, um, in charge of in our lives.
0: Yes, very good metaphors, very good analogy. I hadn't even actually considered that. So thank you for pointing out and highlighting what the benefit could be as opposed to just what people would normally glean when we're talking about uh, relationships and, and interactions. So, yeah, very important to highlight that. So thank you for sharing that, Murray. Thank you. Um, now, just being cognizant of time, and, of course, these these chats always go far quicker than what I hope, especially when I'm getting into the meat and potatoes of it with the guest. Um and that's not to say that we can't co- have you come back at a later time, but doing what you do, there's always going to be exponentially more to talk about on an ongoing basis. Um, but who quickly have been some of your tangible, intangible mentors? Who do you look up to in the business world and who do you think really, really operates from a true sense of uh, intelligence, somebody who also Within being very good and very smart at what they do in terms of adapting and responding uh, to the marketplace, um, you know who kind of is the whole, embodies the whole package. Whether you're talking about, uh, you know, emotional intelligence, uh, business visionary, entrepreneurship, uh, somebody who knows how to connect with people, somebody who's dynamic, and somebody who who produces a great product. Who do you believe embodies important characteristics in the business world?
1: I'm gonna to have to say that I think uh, uh Zuckerberg is doing an amazing job mm-hmm. over at Facebook. There there have been a lot of um he's produced an amazing product, he's got billions of users, he's met the uh, challenges when he um when he's faced them. He when Facebook launched they would they had no real mo- mobile monetization. He's he's overcome that barrier and and managed to do a lot with that. He had a huge amount of criticism when he bought Instagram. It's turned out to be an amazing buy, Um, and yet at the same time, with his Facebook Live videos, Mm -hmm. he's brought a a real human face. And um, apart from from having that uh, amazing amazing technology company, people feel that they like they know him, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, and he does amazing humanitarian work too. Right? We say he's doing a great job.
0: Fantastic, and I would have to agree with you wholeheartedly. He absolutely does. I mean, the numbers don't lie, and the users don't lie. I mean, it's all there to support exactly what you're saying. He really has figured it out, and he's he's uh, he's maneuvered it beautifully. Yep. Now. When we're talking about, I just want to quickly throw this in here. So when we're talking about, you know, there's some people would argue that there really is no original concept anymore. It's really hard to come upon something uh, that's original based and identified or introduced into the marketplace that isn't already in the hands of users. Um, it, are we getting more to the point of we just have to take something that, that pre-exists and just make it better? More efficient, more user friendly, more accessible, or do you believe that there's a plethora of untapped to untapped into ideas of innovation that that we just haven't yet embarked upon yet?
1: No, I really think there's a, a the world is still open for amazing ideas and amazing innovations, and there are there are things that we can't possibly know or think of now that uh future innovations will open up the possibilities for us to imagine Mm -hmm. so i think that um that those everything is still to everything is still open everything is still uh to be thought everything is still in play
0: lovely lovely and, uh, and and do you have anything else on the horizon that you at this point would comfortably want to publicly share? I mean, again, we don't want people stealing your ideas necessarily, and it might not be something that tangibly can come to fruition at this point, but it's a conceptualizing blueprint. Is there is there anything that you would wish to share with us that you're really jazzed up about that's soon to be launched or, um, or imparted to the rest of the world that you would want to give us a little bit of a nibble at this point? I
1: suppose just that... Uh, I have a chatbot builder now and anyone can try that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very shortly going to be integrating that with some, um, uh, AI technology to now en- enable people to make, um, uh, have a much more, um, a much more humanistic, uh, 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 connection, but also to be able to offer, uh, uh, many different things such as, um, uh, connect at times, connecting with the availability of doctors, connecting with healthcare uh, facilities. Um, so, what I would say is, uh, myself, and I would, I would look, I recommend this to other people. Look at really uh, these trends that are happening, such as artificial intelligence, and see um, like how that might transform the business that you're working in, and what you can, what you could do with that to be an innovator in your space.
0: Fantastic. And so do you have any, uh, before we close here, do you have any uh, words of wisdom or tidbits of information that you can impart to the listening audience for anyone who's perhaps still sitting on the fence of wanting to go, taking an idea, taking a concept, taking something that they've perhaps really poured a lot of their heart and labor and soul into, but just still needing a little bit more confidence uh, to comfortably put it out there. What would you say?
1: When you were a child and uh in school and there was that boy or that girl that you you really liked and you went up to them and you found out that they uh they really like you too and and they held your hand Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um and it means uh doing your own startup project is kind of like that if you if you don't try it if you don't uh don't find some potential customers and uh and uh try and work with them on it know that excitement um so if you're thinking am i going to give it a go unless you give it a go you're never going to know the uh the rush of excitement of uh of getting some um so so they might not end up being your your wife uh but unless you try it you're never (laughs) gonna have that first hand holding feel handheld feeling
0: Excellent And so what is the legacy you wish to leave behind Murray? How do you wish to be remembered
1: uh, On this show I'd like to be remembered for inspiring uh, entrepreneurs to uh, would be entrepreneurs to give it a go and entrepreneurs who are doing it to uh, to keep going and uh, and try and help other people do the same.
0: Fantastic. Well, Murray, I just want to say it's been an absolute pleasure connecting with you. And before we go, how can people reach you? If they're interested in pursuing business mentoring, uh just want to ask you some Q&A. Where can people connect with you?
1: Okay. My website, MariNewlands.com.
0: Fantastic. So I just want to say thank you, Marie, once again for the gift of your time. It's been very informative as an entrepreneur who does something a little bit different than you. Uh, I'm still always looking to spot other people's wisdom, other people's experiences, other people's skills and talents. And clearly you embody so many things that I'm going to play back the podcast once it's been released. And I'll certainly send it to you and upload it to social media as well. But play it back. And I often do that. I play things back over and over again and think, okay, there that I can glean from this that's going to help me with my business or my mindset or my vision. Or my whatever, so I want to say thank you to you for imparting the not only the gift of your time, but your words of wisdom, your insights, your experiences. I wish you best uh, continued success in all your ongoing endeavors. Uh, love to have you back at some later date uh, to hear what else is going on in your world and I just want to say to the listening audience once again I, I thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedules for connecting with myself and my my show every week on Fridays we go live at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Contact Talk Radio Network again I am your host Lisa McDonald living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network thank you again for subscribing to my podcast over on iTunes look forward to touching back and connecting with all of you again next week with yet another Guests. Wish everyone a phenomenal weekend. Love and gratitude to all. Continue to live fearlessly. Take care and all my best. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. For more information about Lisa, go to her website, lisamcdonald.com.